We popping the clutch, baby, on a Wednesday hump day. Brand new show right here. How to show on the streets, number one form for Crimson Tide football news. In my own words, with yours truly and the magic man. I'm referring to myself, Stephen M. Smith, your conductor into all, into all things Tide football. And our own John Ivory doing the ones and twos in the production studio, bringing you the hottest show in the streets and bringing this to you from Birmingham, the magic city. Appreciating everybody tuning into the show show on today we got a lot to break down jump into dive into having a conversation with you for tight nation about crimson tide still flowing with spring practice the a-day game is next week wow next week next saturday april 17th 12 p.m central time bryant denny stadium everybody excited for this matchup if i've said it once i've said it ten thousand times the biggest most important spring game of the nick saban era Everybody hyped up for this one, but definitely want to hear from you guys today. Uh, 205-448-1358, that's the number to call in to let your voice be heard. 205-448-1358, and one more time, 205-448-1358. Our daily Super Chat goal before the show even started has already been met by Dallas Schwartz and Jimmy Clay, both individuals dropping in $50 a piece into the TDA hat. That's 100 bucks right there. So we have already fulfilled before the show even kicked off the Daily Super Chat goal. $75 there, Daily Super Chat goals. So we appreciate you, the fans, already starting us off there on a hot note. And if you want to donate, we still encourage you to donate, helping us out here on Touchdown Alabama Magazine. But Begin the now first topic of conversation here on this evening, and you know everybody's talking quarterbacks. This is the hot topic. This is what everybody wants to dive into, uh, chew on, digest on. Everybody is just enamored with what's going on in the quarterback room, what's going on in the quarterback conversation, who's going to be QB1, will the A-Day game decide all of this. Everybody's talking quarterbacks, and while Bryce Young uh, – is likely to be uh, the starter in that room. Uh, you look at Paul Tyson is still important. And, and the reason why Paul Tyson is still important is the most pivotal position in football is the backup quarterback because you are one play away. You are one bad hit, one nasty injury, one unfortunate situation away to the starting quarterback from you being the guy, from you having to get in there and carry on the team and take over the team and operate you know, the offense. And, you know, Coach Saban always talks about, you know, when you're the backup, you're kind of sort of the sparring partner. But you, all, you always have to prepare as if you're the guy. Even though you're number two, you have to constantly prepare and consistently prepare and have the mindset of I'm the starting quarterback no matter where I am in relation to the roster. And that's the mindset that you know, one Paul Tyson has is his mind. Yes, you know, I'm behind Bryce Young, but I have to prepare. I have to be ready. I got to go, you know, as if. 
I'm the starting quarterback. I got to be prepared, you know, to rock and roll here. Uh, in the case of Bryce Young, you know, he's going to look to try to help and, and guide this Alabama team to be back-to-back national champions. He's going to look to guide this team and position this team to grab, you know, the national title in the college football playoff for a second year in a row. But in the case of Tyson, no matter what happens, you got to have that backup quarterback prepare. And you out there as fans, you got to be excited. You got to pump up the number two guy. You know, you got to supply that number two guy with some cheers, with some swag, with some zeal, with some confidence. Because, you know, one bad hit, one negative play away, that guy's got to go. That guy's got to go out there now. I'm not saying that, God forbid, any injury happens, right? God forbid any injury happens. You don't want to see nobody get hurt. You absolutely do not. But because this is the game of football, it's tough, it's physical, it's violent, it's hardcore. It doesn't matter how many times the people, the powers that be, try to consistently make it a safe game to play, and they're doing a great job of that. Young men get into football. Why? Because of the intensity, because of the hard hitting, because it's a man's man sport. And with that being said, Regardless of what happens, you've got to have that backup quarterback prepared to play. That's from the quarterback standpoint and the coaching staff standpoint. But on top of that, as fans and as consumers and as avid watchers of the sport, you got to be supportive. You got to be all in, gung ho, all out there on the number two guy, the backup quarterback, because you know he's just as important as the starting QB here. And if, if you're going to look at just some um, historical notes here on how important the backup quarterback is, especially in the Nick Saban era at Alabama, it goes, it goes, uh, it doesn't go any further than Jalen Hurts to a tongue of Angola. I mean, right? Uh, Jalen Hurts, you know, 2017 starting quarterback. He started the entire regular season. He started the entire college football playoff semifinal against Clemson. And then he started in the national championship game against Georgia. And despite how everybody loved Jalen, the crowd loved Jalen, the team loved Jalen, the coaching staff loved Jalen, Jalen was heavily supported. We also knew what Alabama had in Tua, right? He got the reps. He got the practice in. He got the chemistry with the guys. He got the self-same coaching that Jalen got. So, you know, we all knew what Bama had in Tua so that we knew. When Tua came in, it wasn't going to be a drop-off. If Tua got an opportunity, it wasn't going to take a step back. If Tua got the opportunity, he was going to get the same love, the same appreciation, the same attaboy, Tua, let's go. Let's go, Tua. Tua, slaying them coconuts and pineapples, son. Do your thing, boy. Do what you do. Like the, the fans, y'all are going to show that same love. And Tua got out there on the field against Georgia, second half of the 2018 title game, and put on a show. Three touchdowns, including the game winner, showing that he can come off the bench, you know, as the backup and win you and rescue you to the national championship. And the same thing. In the following season where 2018, Tua was the guy. Tua was the starting quarterback. Tua had everybody's attention, but you needed Jalen. You had to support Jalen. You had to love on Jalen. You had to pump up Jalen. You had to be there for him because, you know, once again, you, you need that backup quarterback. And both guys were very experienced. And what happened? 
Tua took it all the way to the SEC title game against Georgia, you know, ironically. And, uh, you know, Tua gets hurt in that game, hurts his ankle in that matchup in the second half. And Jalen comes off the bench. He goes in there. Uh, Alabama's down 28-21. to 21. Hurts leads two huge touchdown drives, including the game winner where he scrambles 23 yards for the touchdown. And everybody went crazy. Everybody lost their mind as Alabama won. 35 for 28. Even Nick Saban cried, you know, inside the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta because you saw we can go to Jalen as a backup, no drop-off, no negativity, and, and he's able to, to hold that standard, to uphold that standard and still kept, you know, Alabama to win that football game. When you look at, you know, Tua and Mac Jones, the same deal. Everybody – all on Tua, all on Tua, all on Tua. Tua's QB1. Tua's the guy. But you had to get behind Mac because we saw against Tennessee, Tua goes down with the ankle injury. Had to have the tightrope surgery on there. And Mac, even though he didn't get that pep talk from Nick Saban, coach just slung him out there like a prom night dumpster baby going out there against Tennessee. You know, Mac went out there. You know, Dennis, Mac went out there and was able to hold down the four in that game. Then he got a chance to start against Arkansas and play exquisitely well. The final score in that game, if I'm not mistaken, was 48-7 in favor of the Crimson Tide. Ventura got hurt again against Mississippi State, the dislocated right hip with the fracture in the wall there, and you know Mac had to come in off the bench to replace Tua in that matchup and was able to hold the four there. And then the Iron Bowl, you know, Mac went out there and the Iron Bowl had a big performance despite the loss still 335 passing yards four touchdowns uh gave Alabama every shot to win that game but of course he went out there against uh, Michigan and the Citrus Bowl over 300 yards passing two plus touchdowns Bama got the 35 to 16 win but of course we all remember Blake Sims and Jacob Coker. Even though Blake was the guy, Blake was the man, Blake was the starter, you needed Coker. At any given moment, you had to have support for Coker because he was going to go in there at some given point in time. So while Bryce Young is likely the starting quarterback, likely the guy, you have to support Paul Tyson as a fan because uh, the backup quarterback, he, he's got the knowledge of the system. He's got reps in practice the last three years. He knows what to do. People have confidence. Now, the team has confidence in him. And just based off the history, we have Bama has needed that backup quarterback to come in there, come through, make plays, be successful. And in more, in more times than not, that player has done that. So as much as we are in on, on Young, got to have that support for Tyson because at any given moment, he's going to have to go out there and be able to carry this team, carry this program as it looks to try to pursue a national championship as as repeat champions here. But we take our first break here on the show. Don't touch that down. We're just getting started here. When we get back, we get into a dialogue with you, the fans. We'll take your phone calls, your thoughts, your tweets, your chats, your ideas after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. 
every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Whitwill Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care in support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WhitwillSports.com and get your title towel today. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. We are back to business here, folks, from the break on a Wednesday hump day. Hottest show on the streets. Number one ticket, people. Number one ticket for all things Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. If you haven't done so, give a thumbs up. Like the show. Give a thumbs up right now. Hit that subscribe button. Turn all of those notifications on so that way you can have all your updates and alerts on your favorite program that being the crimson tide and if you're trying to become a member to tda on youtube here's what you do you check out the link in the chat line and in the description that link will take you step by step and uh, showing you how to become a member to the channel but we get to a few super chats right now is it me or are people in love with the 50 bill man because the pimp of the blue wrench gang senator Hines, then dropped a 50 in here we got cliff reese with a five dollar donation in here and we got willie 351 with that 777 so we appreciate the love from all three of you guys keep helping us out here on this show but right now we go to the phone lines here to take your calls. I have a call statement brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. That's the number to let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. And we start off with my man, Wayland. What's going, what's going on, brother? How you feeling, Wayland? Wayland, I'm, I mean, I'm doing good tonight. I called you, Wayland, Stephen. Oh, I tell you, you better duck under that. You better duck under your desk there. John might start throwing stuff at you. Anyway, I'm doing good on this Wednesday. We want to start it off and remember Coach uh, George Shorty White. He uh, was ahead. Yes, yes, yes. He was the head uh, high school football coach at Banks High School for a long time. Won 35 games plus straight before they was ever beat, and then moved on in 1975 to 1980 with Coach Bryant, and won two national championships there in 78, 79. The players loved Shorty. He loved them. He loved everybody, and may Shorty rest in peace. Absolutely. Tremendous high school coach. And then when he got with Coach Brian, like you mentioned, Wanger became even better. Part of those six national championships that uh, the Bear won here for the Crimson Tide. So definitely Coach George, Shorty White, man. A, a, a man of honor, a man of character, and a man that you know young people really uh, gravitated to. Exactly. Now we're going to lay something to the side here. Now you better hold on to your hat. If I have to pay for this time, I'll write Mr. Bice a check. Now we've come out with some comments here last week about this quarterback situation of Bryce Young and Paul Tyson. I saw some very, very uncalled for comments on another YouTube channel, I won't name the name, of being called uh, uh, myself a racist, racism. I don't judge people by what color they are. Now, people, listen to me. Listen real good. I don't judge them by their nationality. 
I don't judge them by how much money they got. I judge them by how they treat you. My second wife was a black woman. There ain't a racist bone in my body. Somebody questioned my Alabama. You're a real Alabama fan. <laughs> Come ask me that to my face. See what kind of answer you get. Plus, they bash my friend Stephen Smith. You don't do that. You've got something to say to somebody. You leave a damn keyboard alone, and you go to them and discuss it with them like a man, not behind a damn keyboard in a picture on a YouTube channel and work it out like men or keep your mouth shut. I hope everybody understands that because I'm very upset over this. I'm, I'm very upset about it. I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. And I'm not going to put up with it. Sure not. We act like men, not mouses. Now, I love this show. I love everybody in the chat. I love everybody that runs this channel. But I'm not going to put up with that kind of derogatory comments towards my friend and towards myself. Sweep up under your own doorstep before you start talking about somebody else. You'll be a lot better off. All right, I got to get out of here. I know there's people waiting to talk. Senator is. Stephen, I hate this has happened. I, I don't know what else to say. I apologize to TDA. I hope this never happens again. I love all y'all, and I'll see y'all on Friday. Bye-bye, Stephen. Absolutely, Wagon. Absolutely. Man, man you, you never make Wagon mad. You never make that guy mad. So we appreciate Wagon calling the show right there. We got some super chats to get to. As you guys loving on us right now. Uh, how about New Jack? New Jack, that 888 coming in here. Appreciate that from New Jack. We also got here Jimmy Clay, baby. Again, that 25 from Jimmy Clay. Senator the Pimp of the Blue Ridge Gang Hines, that two bucks there coming from him. Rose. Titan rise up and snuck in here with that $25 on his end as well. Keep them coming, folks. Keep them coming. Appreciate you guys. We take our next call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Hello, Steven. It's your boy, Senator, man. How you What's doing? going on, my man? Man, I, I'm, I'm just happy to hear your voice, man, and, and see the family in the chat. But, and I hope I, hope I don't take up too much time. Uh, but I want to take you back off of what Waylon said and get more into the conversation and some of the comments that were made. You know, um, me, I'm a fan of whichever quarterback is going to give Alabama the best opportunity to win, black, sure. white, legacy, whatever. Uh, a lot of people discredit Paul Tyson because of his, his name. Me, I go back and I look at high school film when Paul Tyson played in one of the, the probably the second strongest region of 5A Alabama football you know, and I played um, in, when I was in high school back in 2007, 2008. Um, I played one year at Russell County High School. Very trash school, you know, still Alabama. You know, uh, we played in a tough region. You follow. You had Prattville in that region that one year. You had Wetonka. You know, a lot of those uh, Central Alabama, East Alabama, Southeast Alabama schools that just are dogs, man. And Paul Tyson thrived in this 5A region that he played in. Um, and so I, and I look at his development. I look at his workout. I look at the size. I look at his, just his, 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 the way his body is changing, and he's putting in the work. You can see that. So when I'm making a, a comment about Paul Tyson having a chance and people saying that the only reason he's going to get to play is because he's white or because, you know, he's uh, Bear Bryant's grandson, that pisses me off, man. Um, even somebody in the comments just said uh, 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 Bryant Young is overrated. Y'all don't understand. We have the best situation at Alabama in the quarterback room that anybody 
could ask for. You got Paul Tyson, who's been in the program for what? This is his third season now, or fourth is season, fourth, fourth year. His fourth year. He's been in the in the program for four years now. Okay, that's experience. He hasn't seen the field much, but that's experience. You can count on that. And the fact that Coach Saban even had confidence in him to put him in the competition or to make it known that it's still a competition, that guys are improving daily, that makes me confident to know that we have two um, well-capable quarterbacks sitting in that quarterback room ready to take us to another championship. So all the racism stuff, like Wayne said, kill that noise, Alabama fans. We are better than that. We, our, our society needs to kill that noise. You know, and I know this is a, a football talk show or a sports talk show, but overall, man, we got to stick together when it comes to stuff like this. Our nation is going through too much. And I would hate for stuff like that to bleed over into, especially an a outlet like PDA. It's open. It's, it's very personal. You guys connect with the fan base. You guys are very loving. Y'all, I mean, y'all, y'all in tune with us. So, guys, like Waylon said, keep that, that negativity out the chat and just accept Alabama football for what it is. We're going to always have competition at every position. Let's just keep it at that. Let it be for what the players do, not about their skin color, not about what somebody else is saying. Let's let it be what they do for the team. And that's all it should be about, Steven. That's all I want to say, man. Appreciate that call that come from Senator our own Senator Hines calling into the show. We're going to go to a quick break right quick, folks. But when we come back, we'll dive back into the phone calls. Hold on. Don't go anywhere. When we get back, we return to your phone calls to take your, to take your calls, your chats, your thoughts, your ideas. We'll be back after this. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. As we're back in from the break, we jump back into the call segment, folks. 205-448-1358. That's the number to call in. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang. 205-448-1358. We grab a call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? Roll Tide, Stephen. Is this my man, New Jack? (laughs) Por cierto, señor... And Senor Hines, yes, this is New Jack. It's true. Stephen, man, I'm on number eight. I'm about to start number eight, and I just want to say the show is incredible. I know you got a great CEO. I know, like, the CEO is in charge. I want to say... You know, Andrew Bone, I used to miss him until you got Justin Smith. And now that we got the Smiths, I love, like, you know, I get everything I need here. And I get to call in. And now, you know, I got a reason to go out and put my resume in and get a job. And I just want to say, the difference between Nick and all them other coaches is Nick 
he's not about who's your granddaddy. He's not about who's your grandmammy. He's about who can throw that ball and hit that receiver, who can make the best decisions when the pocket is collapsing. And Nick, he knows, you know, which, you know, I never was a real man, but, you know, Nick knows who's going to grow up to be a real man. And because Nick can decide who's going to grow up to be a real man and, you know, Kirby, he's probably, you know, wanting to pick a female kicker. You know, we got, we're always going to have the quarterback that gives us the best chance to win. That's the only point I want to make. I love the show. Steven, I love it when you call fine bomb you got the charisma, we got the audience, we got the format, we got the future. See, long-term, man, stay with TDA. Stay with TDA. Okay, I shut up. I'm off the phone. I'm, you know, probably going to do another super chat on number nine. Appreciate that coming from New Jack here. New Jack calling into the show. I, I, I got to check in on Paul. I got to make sure that Paul's doing well. I haven't, haven't heard from Paul in a couple of weeks. So maybe maybe he'll give me a call and I can see how Paul's doing. But we take our next call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? Jay, how are you, man? Doing well in yourself. I can't complain. Um, I wanted to give my thoughts on the uh, – some of the topics you were just talking about earlier, I kind of was listening to some of the other calls, um, reading some of the comments uh, in here. Um, I kind of just kind of lurk around. I don't really call in a lot, really comment, really. Um, but I, I wanted to, to touch on this uh, the quarterback situation, man. And um, I'll be honest with you, I'm not fully sold on, on Bryce. Um, I was just uh, reading some of the guys in there. And um, I've been listening to what you've been saying. And I know you're kind of a – a Paul Tyson guy. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but I think a lot of people are kind of accusing me of that. But um, one of the things that I'm kind of concerned with with Bryce is, you know, the, the, the kid has immense arm talent. I mean, it is just, it's almost unreal some of the things that he, that he can do in terms of throwing the ball. And you remember that play that he made? I'm not sure exactly the team. Kentucky, but, um, he made a throw to Devonta, uh, for the touchdown, I believe, and, and it was just one of the best throws I've ever seen, uh, especially from a true freshman. But my my issue with him is, you know, I don't like the fact that he's about five nine and a half, maybe. And um, I actually went back and I and I went back and watched the full game of that uh, state championship against um, the kid from Clemson. And I'm not sure if a lot of people know this or not, but uh, Bryce, you know, his team was up by a good two or three touchdowns in that game. And um, he had some turnovers that um, you don't expect from, from a five-star, you know, top quarterback in the nation. I'm not saying that you can't have a bad moment or a bad game, but I mean, if you're supposed to be that guy, if you're supposed to be that MJ type guy, you know, and I'm talking about Michael Jordan there, if you're supposed to be that guy, you know, you got to close the deal. And so that was something that was a little concerning to me because, you know, when I uh, hear guys, you know, like Tua or, or Mac Jones or whoever it may be, you know, if they're that, that, that real deal, they got to come through when it really matters. In the biggest stage, and that's California top-notch football and two, three touchdown leads to choke that bad, 
Um, it's a little concerning. So um, I'm not saying that he won't win the job, but I do agree with you that there needs to be uh, some push from whether it's Paul Tyson, whether it's uh, from the kid from Texas. I can't recall his full name right now. But whoever it is, there has to be somebody that pushes um, uh, Bryce and, uh, and is ready. And I'm not so certain that Paul won't be injected in some kind of way, whether it's uh, due to Bryce just having a bad moment, um, if he's just turning the ball over, if he gets hurt. And uh, Paul needs to be ready. He might mess around and uh, steal the job. We never really know. And um, I just hate that the fans are kind of split on this. Um, this is not something that we need to be fussing about and arguing about. I mean, Bryce is talented. I think that if he earns the job, he earns it outright. But um, I just think that, you know, uh, there's there's definitely some relevance to what you've been saying, um, and I just have my concerns about about Bryce. I just wanted to share that, and I love the show, and I appreciate everything you do, and uh, and roll tie to you, sir. Absolutely. So I, I, I'm going to answer this quick. So I'm I'm a military brat. So I grew up in a military family. My father spent seven years in the Navy. I have uncles on both sides of my family that put countless years in the Army. So. One of the things I've always been an advocate of is fairness. If we're going to talk up, you know, one person, then you have to talk up the other one. So that, that, that's kind of been my whole point here this whole time. I've always been one to, to say that Bryce is athletic. He can make magic happen. He can make plays. I watched him on the film there and, and in the games there at Modern Day High School. I did. And the guy can create a whole lot of big play magic. The guy can create a whole lot of just plays where you have the defense scratching their head and wondering what the heck is going on. So I know what Bryce can do. But at the same time, you know, I, I also want to see, you know, the people, you know, talk up Paul and understand that you need everybody. So that's kind of been my whole thing on this as as much as, as Bryce has talked about, and he should be because he's likely going to be the starting quarterback. You got to talk up Paul Tyson also because at any given moment, it could be his opportunity. So I've always been about fairness in that way. But we'll take a call right now. You're live on the show. What's going on? What's going on, Steve? And this your boy Smooth out of Douglasville, Georgia. What's going on, Smoovo? Yeah, man. Um, I've been listening to the show tonight, and I see the um, you know, the conversation has been basically about the quarterback position. And and as I was listening to the show, I really just realized how um, spoiled Alabama fans really are. Like Alabama fans just are really spoiled, and I just want them to know that we, we need to really enjoy this ride and enjoy this process because it may never be done again. You know what I'm saying? We just ran into a great situation with Coach Saban, and he just took Alabama to a, a whole nother level. And both of and when it comes to the quarterback position, both of them guys are, are awesome athletes, awesome young athletes playing on the highest level. And, and Coach Savior is not the type of coach who, who's going to give a young man a scholarship just to get him a scholarship. If, if Coach Saban come to your house and he give you a scholarship, guess what? He giving you a scholarship because he feel like you can help the University of Alabama in some type of way. And that's what folks need to understand when it comes to Alabama and when it comes to this, this process. Both of these guys are capable. Bryce Young last year was an unprecedented uh, football season. 
Bryce Young didn't even have a chance to even really get to even learn the plays into the fire. But you're talking about a young man who threw for 6,000 yards on the highest high school level. This this guy rarely ever lost in high school. Not not saying that he don't have to still come to the University of Alabama and prove himself, but I just got to give these young men a chance and understand that if they learn and they, and they put forth their best effort every day. When you go, I played college, college football, so I can relate and understand. When you go and you play college football, it is a job. You you out there to try to get to to the next level. So that's what these guys do. And Coach Saban don't put them in the best position to do that. But yeah, honestly, so- what I want to okay, go ahead. But honestly, what I want to ask you though, Stephen, when you look at this um 2021 recruiting class that we have coming in this year, what would be one guy that you know, just one guy that you like when they just stick out to you? And no matter what position he plays, just stick out to you that people might be sleeping on but really can make a huge difference next year for the University of Alabama. Okay, one guy, simple, uh, JoJo Earl. JoJo Earl. I mean, uh, the, the guy, no one knew who he was until he flipped on the early signing day from, from LSU to Alabama. You watch this kid's film, uh, it's literally Jalen Waddle on steroids. JoJo Earl, him. We definitely appreciate that call right there. Definitely keep your eyes there on JoJo Earl. We're going to take our last call here of this segment right now. We grab this call. What's going on? You're on the show. How you feeling? Hi, this is Bill from New York City. And How we feeling, Phil? All, I, I, we're, we're good. And I want to tell you that last call was great. And your show is great. And I think it's important. And I, I want to just, if I can, give my feelings about Bryce Young. I think I liken him to Kyler Murray, but he's like a step slower, but I think he's got a better arm and he's a better passer. I think that, you know, he's going to be great for this team. And I think the defense is going to really kick ass. You know, our linebackers are going to be maybe like the best we've ever had. Our secondary stacked. And I think if these rookies come along, you know, our line is going to just dominate. And even though it's an offensive game nowadays, I think that, uh, you know, our defense is going to take over. I agree with you on that. I mean, like I said, he's, he's got talent. He's got ability. He can, he can make huge plays. He really can. He really can. And I think the big thing with him is continuing to pick up things under Bill O'Brien. As long as he continues to pick up things and grasp things from O'Brien, then Bill, my man, I think he's going to be great. We appreciate that call. They're coming from Bill out of New York right there. But before we take our break right now, a quick little topic here. Alabama's got some guys headed to Cleveland, Ohio, headed to Cleveland to take part in the first night of the NFL draft, which is coming up. On the 29th of this month here, those guys, Mac Jones at quarterback, Devontae Smith at wide receiver, Christian Barmore on the defensive line, and uh, Patrick Sertan II at cornerback. So, Mac Jones, Devontae Smith, Christian Barmore, and Patrick Sertan will all be, they have all accepted their invitations to Cleveland to participate in night one of the NFL draft. Congratulations to those guys. We take a break right now. But upon our return, we dive into a conversation on on Pete Golding. Can the defensive coordinator replicate 
the 2016 Bama defense with this group. We'll talk Goldie now for this. start of the fourth quarter we throw them foes up but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter get your four finger bling necklace at we own the fourth it's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all crimson tide players and fans as we represent the legendary alabama football fourth quarter dominance get your four finger bling necklace right now at we own the fourth get yours today and stun on them haters Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. Well, as we are back in here, folks, from the break here on the number one forum for Bama football news, in my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine on Wednesday Hump Day. As always, folks, be sure to give a thumbs up on the show. Hit that like button. Also, hit the subscribe button as well. And turn on all of those notifications so that way you can have the best in news, notes, information, and coverage on your Crimson Tide. Now, if you're trying to become a member to TDA on YouTube, here's what you do. You check out the uh, link in the description, also in the chat line, and that link will take you step-by-step and showing you how to become a member here to the YouTube channel. But we now get into one Pete Golding. Pete Golding, Alabama defensive coordinator in his fourth year for the Crimson Tide, his third year as the primary defensive play caller. And can he, you know, replicate the 2016 defense here with this, this group? So the, the, the reason why the reason what made that 2016 defense so good because this is the defense that you know U.S. fans you all talk about every defense of the Nick Saban era since that 2016 group has been measured to that 2016 group because of the fact that that group had 54 sacks the most of the Saban era it had you know it forced 24 turnovers. Uh, interceptions returned for touchdowns, fumbles returned for touchdowns. The reason why that group was so good, first and foremost, you had a guy in Jeremy Pruitt as the defensive coordinator who was an aggressive guy, right? He worked his way up from being a you know high school coach throughout the state of Alabama to he went down to Florida State, got coaching there from Jimbo Fisher, went to Georgia, got coaching there as a D.C. before coming to Coach Saban in Alabama for his third, for his, uh, third stint here with the Crimson Tide. And, you know, he was aggressive. 
He was assertive. He knew what he was calling. He had confidence in what he was doing. He knew that if I call this play, this play is going to work. And even though Coach Saban would give it to Pruitt a little bit, Pruitt wasn't afraid to give it back to Coach Saban a little bit. So we had the nerve of steel to go back and forth there with the commanding general there, that being one uh, head coach Nick Saban. And Pruitt also had a love for the players, a love for uh, the guys in the locker room, a love for the team, and a love that was so uh, profound that he named his final son, his baby boy, after two Alabama linebackers, named him after uh, Ryan Anderson and Reuben Foster. So for the first part of that, you know, Jeremy Pruitt. The second part of, the second part of that was that made that defense so good. Everybody on that defense was so Locked in. When you talk about from the de- de- from the defensive line, where you had Jonathan Allen and Dalvin Tomlinson and Deron Payne, to your inside linebackers, uh, Ru- Reuben Foster, uh, Sean Dion Hamilton, Rashawn Evans, to your outside guys, Ryan Anderson, Tim Williams, to your secondary, Ronnie Harrison. Uh, uh, Eddie Jackson, Minka Fitzpatrick, Levi Wallace, Anthony Everett. Uh, Also, Marlon Humphrey in there. Everybody was just so locked in. That's what made that 2016 defense so good. There were so many characters on the field, but all of those guys were just extremely locked in. And then last but not least, what made that defense so great was, to me, you had that off-field chemistry, right? Those guys hung out together off the field. It wasn't just them being on the field and knocking guys' heads off and sacking quarterbacks and creating interceptions and forcing fumbles and scoring touchdowns and just being an absolute menace to college football in a, in a good way, that being. But those guys off the field, they hung out together. They ate together. They went bowling together. They went fishing together. Everything that they did – There was a brotherhood, a team mentality, and that off-field chemistry translated to the on-field chemistry. So that's what made that 2016 unit so good. But can Pete Golding replicate that sort of dominance with this year's group? And I think he can. And part of the reason why he can is everything has been set up here for Pete Golding to have this moment or this type of success here with this year's team. Coach Saban has kept them around for another year. He's gotten a quarter of a million dollar raise. We got the pay grade, got the pay raise up there. And then on top of that, if I've said this once, I've said this numerous times, for the first time since the 2017 season, all of the leadership, all of the experience, all of the playmakers, all of your veteran warriors, if you will, are on the defensive side of the football when you look at the defensive line for Darian Mathis, Warrior, Tim Smith, Warrior, DJ Dale, got to improve that speed a bit, but he's got some, he's got a little Warrior in him. You got Jamil Burroughs, that same mentality. LeBron Ray, can he stay healthy? I believe he can, but he's got that same mentality along with other guys. In that linebacker room, you got Christian Harris and Jalen Moody and Shane Lee, your two outside guys. You've got Will Anderson and Christopher Allen that are mean guys, will knock your block off. You got two guys behind them, and Drew Sanders and King Wakuda. And then the secondary, you've got the hit stick click with Jordan Battle and DeMarco Helms. You got Brian Branch and Malachi Moore. You've got 
Uh, Josh Job, you got other guys at that corner position that can play that spot. Whether it's Jalen Armour Davis, whether it's Marcus Banks, whether it's Brandon Tarnich, whether it's Jaquincy Kool-Aid McKinstry, you got guys. You've got veteran guys, you've got young talent, but you've got veteran guys on this defense, and it's more on defense than what there is on offense, henceforth the defense, a little bit ahead of the offense. So that's you know, the second, that's the second thing there as to why, you know, Pete Golden can get this done. And, and then three, and then th- three for me here is just the, the chemistry, right? The chemistry at the inside linebacker position between Christian, between Christian Harris and Jalen Moody. And Moody spoke to reporters on Monday, and he talked about how this defense, there is so much chemistry within this front seven. There is so much ownership. There is so much responsibility. There is so much of players taking accountability for their own actions as well as helping out the betterment of a team. And just focusing in here on Moody and Harris for right now. Now, Moody talked about it. Harris, Christian Harris, that guy's my little brother. That, that, that's my dude right there. We hang out all the time off the field. We hang out as much off the field as we do on the field. We're talking ball all the time, whether it's us playing 2K or us playing Madden or us playing NCAA or no matter what the heck we're doing, we're talking ball together. And we're talking about how we could have done that play better, how we could have ran this formation better, how could we, how could we have done this particular set better. And we're sharpening each other up. We play well off each other. And that chemistry is going to help us do some big, big stuff here in the upcoming season. And, and having that type of chemistry with your two inside linebackers, th- this is something that guys like Dante Hightower and Nico Johnson had in you know, 2011 that got Bama to the national championship. This is something that C.J. Mosley and Johnson had in 2012 that got Bama to a national championship. This is what Reggie Ragland and Reuben Foster had in 2015 that got Bama to a national championship. This is what, you know, Rashawn Evans and Sean Dion Hamilton had in 2017 that helped Bama win a national championship. This is also something that that 2016 defense had in terms of Reuben Foster and Sean Dion Hamilton also, unfortunately, you know, ran into Deshaun Watson and Clemson there. But the chemistry was was still there, you know, either way, the chemistry was still there. So looking at here, Pete Golding, the fact that Coach Saban has held on to him another year, sees something in him, sees sees greatness, sees production, sees something big in him, and then you've gotten the veteran leaders back here on the defensive side of the football that can make plays, that can produce, that can set some things off, and then when you look at just the chemistry of the inside linebacker room between the likes of Jalen Moody and Christian Harris, all of those are reasons is why I feel like this group can replicate, with Pete Golden coaching it, this group can replicate the 2016 defense here for the Crimson Tide. But we take another break here on the show. Don't touch that down because upon our return, we will jump back into the phone lines. We will grab more of your phone calls, more of your thoughts, more of your questions, more of your conversation right after this. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. 
start of the fourth quarter. We throw the foes up, but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace at weownthefourthquarter.com. It's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all Crimson Tide players and fans as we represent the legendary Alabama football fourth quarter dominance. Get your four-finger bling necklace right now at weownthefourthquarter.com. Get yours today and stun on them haters. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. As we're back in from the break here, folks, in the number one forum for Bama football news. In my own words, George truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Before we continue with the conversation here, got to remind you of MyBookie.ag. That's MyBookie.ag, latest sponsor here to TDA. If you feel like, if you, if you feel fortunate, you feel lucky, you feel like you got the skills to pay the bills in terms of wagering on these Alabama football games, you check our guys out right now at MyBookie.ag. You may the right play and sign up today and when you do that you use the promo code TD Alabama to get your deposit uh, to get your deposit matched halfway that's all the way up to a thousand bucks you can't beat it you can't beat it you can't beat it so check them out right now mybookie.ag that is mybookie.ag also coach Saban uh, finalizing or finishing up his presser on this evening got some updates here coming from our own Patrick Dowd writer and reporter for TDA from the presser Coach Saban, highly complimentary of one Jalen Moody, an inside linebacker, saying how the young man has been a positive part of spring practice, and he's doing everything he can to be a starter at one of the two inside linebacker positions. So very happy there for one Moody. And then also Saban, very excited to have uh, Coach Drew Swoboda in here from uh, in here from Memphis to be the tight ends and special teams coordinator. He's got those Texas ties coming from Tambala, Texas. And Coach Saban, happy to have him in here. Excited to have him in here as Coach Swoboda gets down to work here with the with the special teams and tight ends. But 205-448-1358, that's the number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show. Call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. But as you're getting your calls in here, going to go to my mock draft 2.0 right now. I've already put out 1.0 you know, early on. So 2.0 as we are closing in here. On the NFL draft, got six guys going in the first round for Bama in this draft. So here we go, John Ivory. Here we go. First pick here, first round number three overall pick. First guy off the board, I got Mac Jones to the San Francisco 49ers at number three overall. I get it. People are talking about this is a smoke screen. They're not going to get Mac Jones. They're going to get Trey Lance. They're going to get Justin Fields. People, don't overthink yourself. When the head coach is saying via sources in reports that this is the guy he wants. He wants Mac Jones. Uh, make no bones about it. San Francisco is going to take Mac Jones with that number three overall pick. I go back to in the, before the second pro day, Jones is rattling off 
systems, schemes, formation, sets, plays that San Fran runs right now. Really loves what Kyle Shanahan does. The Shanahan system is the closest thing to the Sarkeesian system that Mac has seen here. And uh, on top of that, when you look at San Fran being a win-now team and the weapons they have on the offensive side of the ball, getting Mac in that offense, having him learn a year under Jimmy G, that 2022 season, watch Mac Jones. going to be a serious, serious baller. I have him number three overall to the 49ers. Moving on down here, the number six overall pick in the first round, the second Bama guy off the board here. I'm going to go with Jalen Waddle here to the Miami Dolphins. Now, I know a lot of people would have Devontae Smith here, and Devontae Smith make a good spot right here. But the reason why I'm going Waddle, Waddle would give you more to work with here in terms of being the, the all-around offensive player right you can play him inside you can play him outside you can have him going in motion with Tua coming out of the backfield you can put him on kick return punt return Waddle creates instant offense it's instant offense and while the defense of the Dolphins under Brian Flores played well for the most part last season they do not have that wide receiver right now that can give them instant offense no matter where you put him here on the field now despite the fact that Miami went out there and got Will Fuller from the Houston Texans in free agency it went out and signed you no know, former Alabama wide receiver Robert Foster in free agency Jalen Waddle provides you with instant offense and it'll be fantastic and I think putting him with Tua, with the Dolphins. This is huge here for that organization. So I have Jalen Waddle going number six overall to Miami. The very next pick, number seven overall in the first round. This is where I have Devontae Smith right here. The Detroit Lions hooking up with Jarrett Goff and Kenny Galladay. So for the Lions, the Lions, uh, for Jared Goff, you know, he needs weapons on offense. And while Kenny Galladay, a good receiver, an explosive guy, not the route runner, not the perfectionist that Smitty is. So now you would give Jared Goff a perfectionist route runner, a guy that will win off the line of scrimmage in his routes, make defensive backs look foolish with his ability to adjust his weight coming in and out of the break. But not just that, the competitiveness for Justin jump balls, the uh, leaping ability to snatch balls, to snatch contested catches out of the air and make those types of competitive plays to make your quarterback look good. Jared Goff needs a guy like that. He would get a guy like that in Devontae Smith. Got him going number seven overall to uh, the big uh, to Big D there, Detroit Lions there. Moving on down here to the number 10 overall pick in the first round. This is where Patrick Sertan II comes off the board to the Dallas Cowboys. I've mentioned this before. The Cowboys, good defensive, uh, good defensive line, some strong linebackers, but where they've always had their troubles, their issues, is in that defensive secondary. And as much as people talk about Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech, and he's good, and people talk about J.C. Horn out of South Carolina and Asante Samuel Jr. out of Florida State, but Patrick Sertan is the most technically sound NFL-ready corner in this draft right now. And uh, Trayvon Diggs has already been lobbying to the Cowboys Take my little bro, draft my brother, man. Get me Patrick Sertan. I want to play with Sertan. And Sertan has been open about wanting to play with Trayvon Diggs. And 
how great would it be to have a nucleus of a secondary where it is Diggs and Sertan if you are the Cowboys. So number 10 overall, number 10 overall first round, Sertan to those Cowboys. As we move on down here to the 18th overall pick where we pick up Najee Harris. I got him going to the Dolphins, number 18 overall, and here's why. As much as I like the Dolphins running backs they have now with, with, with Ahmed and you know, a couple of their other guys, Najee Harris is the modern-day pro running back. He is the Alvin Kamara. He is the Christian McCaffrey. This is a guy that's built like your middle linebacker at 6'2", 230 pounds, but can run you over with power. He's got the speed to run by you, the explosiveness. He's got the athleticism to spin, on, to spin around you, to jump, hurdle over you, to stiff arm you. But on top of that, he's got the pass-catching abilities out of the backfield. You look at the last two years, Najee Harris, 2019 and 2020, 70 catches, 729 receiving yards, 11 touchdowns. Harris has done damage the last two years as a pass catcher. You get that type of an athlete with Tua at Miami with the number 18 overall pick, you're doing big business there. So I got Najee going right there. And then last but not least, my final first rounder, sixth guy, number 22 overall, but Tennessee Titans, Christian Barmore, defensive line. Now, a lot of people have Barmore going higher than this. They think Barmore deserves to go higher than this, but Tennessee is desperate. They need a pass rusher, but Titans had 19 sacks a season ago. That was near the bottom of the league, if it was not at the bottom of the league. So you get a guy in Barmore that the last two years, 10 sacks, 15 and a half tackles for loss, had 10 sacks, had eight sacks just this past season. You saw his 40 time between 4.89 and 4.95. You see the big man at 300 plus pounds picking it up and putting it down with that type of speed. So Barmore, number 22 overall in the first round to the Tennessee Titans. That's where I have him going. But, folks, that is Mock Draft 2.0 from yours truly. Six Bama players going in the first round. We take a call right now coming in the show. You're live on the show. What's going on tonight? What's going on, Steven? I'm back, man. What's happening, Senator? <laughs> Nothing much, man. I'm just uh, to keep on, on Alabama football, man. I'm excited about this defense, brother. Um, I was just looking, just listening to you talk about all the defensive linemen that, you know, we had to uh, sit back and watch them wait last season, just gain that experience, their spot playing, um, and guys that's coming in. I, I believe we're going to have the, the the tightest front seven in the nation. Like, I mean, I, I just don't see – and especially if we're healthy, you know, it will be scary to, you know, lose a guy here or there. But even with that, you know – we're we like seven, eight guys deep just on the defensive line alone. And I'm excited to see Jalen Moody um, finally getting that chance to go out there and bring that thump back to the inside. You know, having that thump, you know, not just, you know, because last year everybody saw it, you know, and we found out Dylan Moses had that injury. But everybody saw it. Dylan was hesitant. But you get guys like Christian Harris, Jalen Moody, and, and um, Shane Lee filling those holes again. You know, on both sides of the of the A gap, you know, I, I can't wait to see that again. And you know, both of them can cover. Jalen Moody can cover. That's what he did in that Arkansas game that got everybody's attention. Like, wow, 
his big dude can move and cover the running backs. He could jam up the tight end. So I'm excited, man. But I wanted to get to his perspective. The five DBs in our base nickel set. Give me a perspective, man. Who you see filling those roles? Okay, five, five, okay so, five, so five DBs in the base nickel. So the base nickel, I would have Job, I'll have Job, Armor Davis, Job, Armor Davis, Malachi, Malachi, Helms, and uh, and and Brand, and, uh, and Battle. Those five right there. We appreciate that call coming in from Senator. You, you got to put Brian Branch somewhere. You, you got to start Brian Branch at, at some point here in the secondary. And, and this is why Coach Saban trying to figure out the best group here to get here on this field. But we got some super chats to get to before we take a break and we start things off with Jimmy Clay. That $10 donation coming in from our own Jimmy Clay. Appreciate him. And our own Waylon, that $9.99, that number nine coming in from our own Waylon. And then Gucci that $20 coming in from him. So, Jimmy Clay, Waylon, Gucci Todd, everybody's showing love. Everybody's showing support right now. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you guys doing an awesome job, a magnificent job helping us out here on the show. But that takes us into our final break right here. But when we come back, when we come back, we dive into one Keelan Robinson. Does Alabama have the second coming of Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs. We talk Keelan Robinson after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. Before we continue with the conversation here, got a couple of more super chats to get to as you guys have been. Well, you guys have been incredible. So, you guys incredible. New Jack, the man New Jack, with that $5 donation hitting us up here right now. Appreciate the love from New Jack. And Gucci Todd again with a $30 donation. So, appreciate Gucci Todd and New Jack helping us out here. We're right now at $298. That's the total right here in the super chat. That's $298, two from that $300 mark right there. But we appreciate you guys as the fans helping us out here, showing the love into the TDA hat with the donations are concerned. But 
As always, got to remind you of uh, TDAware.com. That is TDAware.com. So for all of you fans still overjoyed by the national championship for the Crimson Tide, we want you to check out our championship collections merch, and that means you grab you a uh, of them things, folk hoodie, T-shirt, or sweatshirt, as well as our Got 18 We Do shirts, designs which feature all 18 championship years on the back of those shirts, you go to TDAware.com. Do it right now. You go to TDAware.com, and you go to the Championship Collections merch tab. You grab you that merch today, and that's showing that support for Coach Saban, the University of Alabama, the student-athletes, and us here at Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Well, Jimmy Clay has just decided to put us at the $300 mark with the $2 donations. So appreciate Jimmy the Batman, the baddest donator in the game. Clay helping us out here on this show. And all of you guys, for your love, for your support, for your donations here, keeping us rolling. But we get into now. Final topic of conversation, and one player that you as Alabama fans, you guys are fascinated by, and that is running back Keelan Robinson. You all, you guys are fascinated by this young man. He did not play last year. He opted out before the 2020 season started due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But even though he was not on the roster, he was still putting work in. He was still putting time in, training up, building up his body, keeping his speed in order. He was still all in in terms of the, the athletic side, in terms of the, uh, the training side of himself. And since his return, he's been impressing teammates. He's been impressing coaches. He's been impressing Coach Saban. I mean, this guy is literally on a mission here at running back. And to me, I feel like Alabama's guy, the combination or the second coming, if you will, of Kenyon Drake and Josh Jacobs. And the reason why I say this is, is where, you know, Keelan is concerned. We know we know of Kenyon Drake. She was uh, explosive, speed, hit the hole, burst, take it to the house. He was catching passes, not only out of the backfield, but we used to line up Drizzy Drake as an outside wide receiver and let him do his thing in that regard. And then he was dynamic. As a kick returner, we all remember the 95-yard kick return touchdown against Clemson in the national championship game. And Kenyon Drake can fly and lose the kicker and will not be caught. Touchdown, Drake! 95 yards! As I'm doing my own Chris Fowler impersonation there, but we, we knew what Kenyon Drake could do. That's what he provided. And when you look at Keelan Robinson... We are seeing the same things here so far in practice. We see he has kept the speed. He's kept the burst. He's kept the explosiveness. But now also, he's catching passes now in practice. He's catching passes coming out of the backfield. He's running different routes, whether they're option routes, slant routes, post patterns. He's putting different route concepts together. So th th this is huge. And this is about Coach Saban trying to – have that fastball type of offense where you're getting all of your playmakers. You're encompassing all of your playmakers within the offense. Keelan Robinson, a special kind of unique, dynamic playmaker, and you have to incorporate him within the offense. So that's where he's kind of got that Kenyon Drake vibe. But when I look at the Josh Jacobs vibe here, remember, Jacobs was that pinball type back, right? He was that tough you know, he had the speed, but he could bounce off tackles. He would bounce off defenders. And he would 
unfinished runs, just anger, just vicious, just, just, just nasty and physical. Like, golly, Jacobs, that young man has a family. Why are you shoving him out of bounds like that? And you go back to the Oklahoma game where he just put his pads, just knocked a Oklahoma defensive back to the ground like he was chopped liver or something. I'm like, Josh, that brother has a wife and kids. Man, why are you doing that man like that? But that's how physical Josh Jacobs was. That's how tough he was. He was a pinball type of back. And when you look at Keelan, with him adding on this muscle, he now has that pinball ability where he can bounce off tackles, where he can finish runs and, and run defensive backs and run linebackers out of bounds and finish plays with authority and finish plays with, with, with aggressiveness and finish plays with vigor and finish plays with those sort of bad intentions that one, you know, Josh Jacobs had. So Keelan is very he's he's a very he's a guy that's capturing everybody's attention right now. Going back to the first scrimmage, he took a kickoff return for a touchdown. Now he was going, he was running at half speed because the practice with the scrimmage was at half speed, but still took a kickoff return for a touchdown. And Coach Saban talked about it. This is a role that he will have in the upcoming season. He had that role a little bit as a freshman in 2019. He would have had that role in 2020 if he would have played, but he will have that role in the upcoming fall as a kick returner. So th this is one of the guys that you, as an Alabama fan, you're, you're thinking, do, do, we, do we have the second coming of Kenyon Drake mixed with Josh Jacobs? I 100% believe that Alabama does. Now, once again, th th now, th this doesn't diminish what Brian Robinson can do. This doesn't diminish what Jace McClellan can do. This doesn't diminish what Trey Sanders can do as he's working to be back for the fall, back healthy from the injuries he sustained in the car accident. This doesn't diminish what a Roy Dillwood Williams or a Kamar Wheaton can do once he comes in in the summer. I'm just saying that, you know, Keelan brings a different type of element to the table and an element that Bill O'Brien and, and, and uh, Robert Gillespie as running backs coach, they're going to take full, full advantage of because he can do a lot of things with the ball there in his hand. So really excited to see Keelan Robinson continue throughout the spring as Bama's got a second scrimmage coming up on this weekend and of course the A-Day game on the 17th. But as always, folks, you want the best in news, notes, information, and coverage here on your favorite program, that being the Alabama Crimson Tide. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. You can download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you've got the uh, the Android phone. For your audio listening needs, we got you right here. iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, Overcast.fm, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, or iHeartRadio. We got you covered right there. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll be back on Friday, continuing the conversation that is Bama football. As always, Tide Nation, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link will be found in the description. Also, if you're trying to cop the print edition of TDA the magazine, you can do this by going to touchdownalabama.com and you click join, you become a member, become a subscriber today to get that print copy. Also, if you're trying to copy that four-finger bling necklace courtesy of we own the fourth quarter.com, that 
that link is in the description as well. But until next time, folks, husbands, love your wives. Wives, appreciate, value those husbands. Children, continue doing the right thing, the good thing, the fun thing, the smart thing, the legitimate thing to not be bored. Get you those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. Protect yourself. Protect the loved ones around you. Until next time, folks, spinning my own words.